members of the PHFFL. Commissioner Conlon here, coming at you again on the airwaves at the Race to Three podcast. And we have a very special episode tonight. So typically, I'm down, I'm in Tuck's Pub, I'm bellied up, we're cracking cold ones at Tuck's Pub. Once before, I've recorded elsewhere, uh, still pretty local, still pretty regional to the, to, to the Des Moines metro at, down at Dan's Den. Tonight, we, we, we went on a little bit of a road trip. We hit the road and we packed up the Race 3 podcast and we brought it, we brought it north here. So about north, an hour 45 in God's country and in Humboldt, Iowa. So I've got none other with me. First, first one I'll introduce here is the owner and GM of the Tomcats himself, Tommy B, my smoking partner, my barbecue teammate, Tom Pink. And Tom, how are we doing? Doing great. Happy to be here. Hey, I'm glad you, you look like you're going to be a natural. And then, you know, while we were up here, I figured we'd better bring in old Harv himself, too, you know, so he could get his side of the story and everything that happened at Smoke Meat, not drugs, earlier this season. But he wimped out on us. He was a little too nervous to come up here with the boys. So we got someone, I'd say, what, twice the man, three times the man that harvests? Or more. Or more. Or more. Or more. And, of course, I'm speaking of none other than Duke Binkin, a future PHFFLer. Duke, how we doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. I got to ask you, both of you guys, have you guys ever been on a podcast before? No. No podcast experience? No, me either. I've not been on one. You know, I uh, I was thinking for you, Tom. I'm kind of surprised you, uh, Harv's not here, but I kind of thought you guys would fire up a podcast, have it recorded in the truck, and it could be the Tailgate Bandits podcast is what it could be. And I thought maybe we're recording in the Tailgates Bandit layer hideout maybe here tonight. Uh, Yeah, you know, that'd be a really good idea. We were quite the bandits back in the day. We have a lot of uh, wisdom about being tailgate bandits. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we've never done that. So, yeah, still no experience. All right. So for the uh, the ones that aren't fortunate enough to have heard the story of the tailgate bandits before, you want to just give a little background of uh, what you guys used to do so they understand, the audience understands what kind of degenerates we're working with here tonight. Well, yeah, okay. Well, back in high school, we'd uh, – we'd, uh, oh, Let me pause you real quick here. I think before we get into the story, we better have tradition. Let's crack a cold one. Oh, boom. There's three. There's three. Duke's going to be wetting the whistle tonight, too. Maybe a different little flavor of choice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that is good. That is cold. Yeah, Very cool. <laughs> whistle wet, Duke? Whistle is indeed wet. He confirms. So back to the tailgate bandits. So we'd, uh, <clears throat> you know, just a couple guys in high school that pretty much just like to irritate people, I guess. Uh, we'd uh, go out every day, <clears throat> um, go to building trades class senior year, and uh, we'd walk uh, walk out. We'd see – it started with Cody Bogue. We'd drop his tailgate. And uh, one time I remember I was talking to – Taylor at his locker and uh, Cody Bogue was just talking to someone else. And I overheard him be like, every day I come out to my truck and my tailgate is down. And I don't know why every time it's it, my tailgate's down and I don't understand it. So 
I overheard him talking about it. And then we just thought, hey, that's a great idea. Let's just uh, let's drive up and down the rows of cars. And as soon as we find a truck, we're going to drop the tailgate. And uh, so then whenever whoever had a truck in high school from the year or in the year 07 and 08, their oh, tailgate was victim. down. Yeah, fell victim to the tailgate bandits. Just like that, the infamous tailgate bandits were born. Watch your tailgates around this guy. Um, last thing, and I guess we'll scoot over to transactions. Both you guys, Packers fans, you know, Duke, I sat, had some beers during the game with your father, the Bucks Packers game, obviously. Um, ben, a Packer fan as well. We had a little, little bet. He paid up. Tom, he was a good, good sport. I mean, hell, we were halfway through the fourth. Game was pretty over. And, he was down. He was down to grab another beer. Yeah, we grabbed another beer and we watched it. Duke, what thoughts, feedback? What do the Packers have the rest of the way? Just, just a little speed bump on the way to greater and bigger and better things. Yeah, I think that's maybe gonna be one of their only losses. One but... of their only losses. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was telling Taylor that night. You know, you can't. You don't go sixteen and zero. Teams don't do that. You got to have a loss or two and. Tom Brady served this one, I guess. Yeah, well, if you're going to lose, why not lose to the Bucks? We'll scoot right along and dig in to this week's transactions. All right, and Tom, you know, we, we didn't make a confirmation. What, where are we recording from? That was just a suggestion. The tailgate, bandits, layer, hideout. What, what else could we be called? I mean, we got a nice, nice setup. We're at. There's what? Probably two, four, six, eight monitors in here, large TV in front of us, everything a guy could want to record podcasts here. Where are we recording? Uh, this is the uh, Clearway Energy um, shop, um, our little our tech office up here. Uh, yeah, we've gone a little crazy on the monitors in the last year or so, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we don't really have any fancy nickname, I guess, um, because usually when I'm here, I don't, want to be here so <laughs> that, that, that is fair, fair enough but well i uh, think we can land a sponsorship from from clearway after after this hits airwaves yeah you know we can try all right see you. Might, might have to expand our audience a little bit for, <laughs> for a sponsorship like that but all right we'll, we'll get in here we're into the recent activities we're scrolling down a fairly light light transaction waiver wire thursday i would say but there's definitely still a few moves that we can highlight First one, Tommy, I think we'll have to get into here. He's actually playing tonight. Nasty Nate's crates himself. Nate Daddy, he goes out. He drops Chris Thompson. So, I mean, I know there was some hope going into the season on Chris Thompson maybe being a viable PPR back out of that Jaguars backfield. I mean, going through here, looking through the stat line, that really never came to fruition. Scored himself one tutty back in week two against Tennessee. Really hasn't done anything since. So Nate cuts ties. It'll be interesting to see when we get into the preview because this guy goes tonight. If he pulls in Boston Scott, the running back out of Philly, so he picked up. So Miles Sanders goes down there. Looks like he's projected this week to have 12.66 points. Tommy, any thoughts on Boston Boston Scott? Is he potentially going to be a viable play for Nate Daddy this week, maybe next week if they hold Miles Sanders out for a couple more weeks? Well, I think it's a lot better than Chris Thompson. I've uh, I had him on my roster for quite a while when he's with the Redskins, and uh, he I kept thinking, no, this guy he catches a few balls, he'll be he'll be all right. He never turned out to do anything. So 
to get rid of him was, I'd say, a good call and just hope for the best with Boston Scott. Yeah, I agree with that. And I remember the Chris Thompson Redskins day. It's a guy that struck me as, yeah, he'd have these big explosive games. So I don't remember correctly. Injuries were kind of a bugaboo, <laughs> too. He'd get hurt and be out for quite a while. Overall, I think just fine. You cut ties there. Hopefully, Boston Scott can be a Band-Aid at your halfback position for a couple weeks. We'll keep scrolling through here. Uh, looks like we got a defense transaction here by show me where we ship from. We won't bother with that. Not going to bother with the kicker transaction. There's another transaction I want to get to, though. Uh, Chad Thompson himself, Jerry's kids. This is a kicker transaction, so he makes the cut to grab the New York Giants kicker, Graham Gano. Uh Notably, though, Chad has finally cut ties with one of, what, it was four quarterbacks maybe at the time, and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, four quarterbacks. I'm looking at his roster here. He's still got three. Um, you know, that's uh, try getting some of those quarterbacks from him. He wants too much for them, but to get rid of one and, you know, open up a roster spot, I'd say that's a good idea, Chad. You're not going to be – you can't start more than one quarterback. So, you know, got to gotta look what you, look at what you need, and I'd say that's a good call there by you. There you go, Chad Alack. I mean, I've greased this wheel for you. I mean, I think that was – a cry out if I've ever heard one trying trying to grab one of the boys. I mean, I have a I have a guess or a feel for who I think it might be. It might might be it might be the Packer, Mr. Packer himself. But if you guys want to spin up a trade, you know how to get a hold of get a hold of Tommy. Let's see if anything happens. Um, we'll keep scooting here. Uh, finally, we're off the team name to be determined, and who's arguably the fantasy MVP to date? If I'm not wrong, used to be maybe. Duke's one of Duke's favorite players, maybe still has a good respect for Duke with Russ Cook, a uh, little nickname, a self-proclaimed nickname Russell Wilson gave himself. You still a Russell Wilson guy, Duke? Kind of. Kind of, kind of. Him or Aaron Rodgers, who in a vacuum, who you taking? Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, there you go, there you go. Can't go wrong with either or, I would say, so – uh, Malk Daddy goes ahead and he pulls the trigger and he drops Zach Pascal. So I'd highlighted him a little bit in last week's episode. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say he actually found Pater this last week. So yes, he, he did. So Malcolm uh, short lived. I mean, I see why why he did it. He's rolling into the bye. But yeah, last week Zach Pascal got in the end zone. That was good for 15.4. Malk Daddy picks himself up and honestly don't know much about this guy. Probably will. Bat or botch the pronunciation of his name, but Jamichael Hasty is a San Francisco running back. It looks like maybe he got in last week because Raheem Mostert was forced to the sideline and was dealing with a bit of an ankle issue. Let's see if he parlayed that into anything, Tommy. Um, nine carries, 37 yards, 4.1 yards a pop. I admittedly, I don't know much about the McKinnon or Raheem Mostert situation with injuries to know if this is maybe a viable play here going against a tough defense in New England. Tommy, you know anything more about this guy than I do? I don't know anything about him, but I got Jarek McKinnon on my team, and I know he does nothing when Mostert's healthy. So hopefully McKinnon gets all those carries. And this uh, fella that you got, um, Jack, he just does nothing for you. So that'd be great. Got a uh, what do you call that? Like a man bun, man bun fro off the head. Yeah, I mean he doesn't look like he'd be 
cool. Yeah, no, it does not. It does not look like a guy you'd want to crack a cold one with. That is for sure. Let's keep going through here. See if there's anything else to note. I mean, really, other than that, um, another kicker transaction. So that's about it. Old transaction. Old transaction corner was pretty light this week. We'll go ahead and we'll scoot it on over to the mailbag. Mail time. Let's get on into this mailbox. Can you guys both confirm? Mailbox is chock full. We got a stack of mail. Sky in here. Don't know how we're going to get to them all. Yeah, there's a lot of mail here. Feel like Santa Claus maybe at the uh, North Pole right before Christmas. I don't know how that guy deals with it, and I don't know how you do either. Yes, that is a good, good question. But you know what? We are going to prioritize him this mail. We actually have a couple out-of-league questions coming in. One coming in from one of our co-hosts here tonight, Duke. Duke, what do you got for us? I have a receiver issue, Commissioner Collin. Can I have some help? A little advice? Yeah, yeah you want to pa- pass over the old, what are you rocking here, an iPhone? Yeah. All right, first of all here, so let, let's give the league, let everyone know this is – Duke Beast Mode is the name of the squad. I think that's a pretty good squad name. Squad names are important. I think you nailed it, so that's good. Overall, I mean, I'm I'm scrolling through this thing, and I'll say, I mean, how many teams are in this league, Duke? Um, ten. Ten. This team, I'll say your roster is chock full, looking good for a ten team. Nice work on that. Looks like we're sitting at three and three on the season. Must probably have a few unlucky breaks on you. But, but you're right, you do have some wide receiver, what I guess I would say, issues as well. So uh, right right now, to let the league know, he's got Mari Cooper sitting in there at wide receiver one spot. C.D. Lamb, so both Dallas Cowboys guys, he's sitting wide receiver two. Um, typically, I would say, you know, if Dak was still there, if we didn't have the ankle issue, I would have no hesitation rolling out both these wide receivers. Um, my gut and my instinct tells me until we see a little bit more of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton looked rough. What was that? Monday night, Sunday night football? Monday night. It did not look good. It did not look good. It looked it looked more than rough. Um, I still think Cooper is going to get enough volume there where I keep rolling Cooper. C.D. Lamb, we might take a little pause on him. So I think he was decent, decent last week, actually. Let's open it up here, see what he got. Yeah, I mean, he still scored your 13.4, so you can't hate that. Can't blame you still roll with him. A guy, surprise guy I like. So you got Juju Smith-Schuster on the bench. I think that's where he needs to remain. T.Y. Hilton on the bench, on by. When he's off by, I think that's where he remains. A guy I would seriously consider going forward, Duke, is the Bengals rookie wide receiver, T. Higgins. So he put on a clinic last week for six catches for 125 yards. That was good for 18.7 points pop. He's been north double digits since week three. He had big week three breakout two tutties for two touchdowns. Going against Cleveland, Joe Burrow seemed to target him and target him a lot. I think I'm going to go with the upside on the volume that T. Higgins is getting, and I'm going to feel more comfortable rolling Joe Burrow than I am C.D. Lamb with Andy Dalton this weekend. So that's my advice to you, Duke. My advice is doesn't pan out. Maybe you leave your lineup just how it is, but that's what I got for you. Okay. Boom, boom, moving right along. Tom, any thoughts on that? What would you give wisdom advice? You don't play him this week in this league, do you? Uh, no, I do not. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think I agree. He just actually got T. Higgins in uh, off waivers. So that's uh, that's kind of how this league is. It's, you know, 10-person. There's a few people that uh, there's not the largest bench or anything, and probably a couple people in the league that don't uh, take it all that serious. So, But Duke's doing a good job so far. I'd say so. How, how do you like fantasy football? Is this first year? How many years have we been doing it? Uh, I think I did it. 2018 is when I started. I think this is third year. All right, third year. Yeah, 2018. Um, I was pretty good. I got second. And then. Who's what? Wow. Dad. And the championship. Man, big. That had to be some drama in the Binkin household here then, huh? Yeah, he wasn't too happy. Oh, what, 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 what do we play for in this league? Trophy, a little cash, pride, get a brag at Christmas? It's like a belt. We have a belt. A belt? Championship belt and then just a little cash. Everything th- everyone throws in 10, 20 bucks. Kind of depends on the year. So. And then last year I was horrible. Horrible? All right, so maybe you're an every other year guy right now. This year I think you're going to have an uptick. I'm going to finish strong. Squad looks good. I'd be surprised if we're not. In the playoffs, there in the Binkin Fantasy Football League, because I do have one loss. Oh yeah, yeah. They looked like you're three and three there, a little five hundred. Wait, I'm three and three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We got, we got a. Yeah, you got to pay a little more attention. Yeah, I got to audit that lineup. That's okay. That's gonna happen, Duke. I mean, I think uh, we probably have a couple guys on Powerhouse that feel the same way. Love that. All right, let's get on to the next question here. So this other one, this comes uh, again from outside the league. So our listenership, our viewership, that's expanding. So uh, this comes from none other than my old man, Papa John himself. So John Conlon writes in. He caught wind when I was coming up here for a podcast. I think he first got thought, what, you got a podcast? So I said, yeah, must listen. He went ahead. He wrote in. He wants a little advice. Um, And the main reason I bring this up, Tommy, because this is relevant actually to both you and I. So I'm going to summarize his question a little bit. So essentially what happened in his league, he has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like myself. I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And he had the ability to pick up actually Le'Veon Bell off waiver wire post the news that Le'Veon was coming to chief. So Tom, he is Le'Veon Bell owner in our league. So I'm going to tee this question up a little bit different. So I told him, yeah, I'd for sure go ahead and grab Le'Veon Bell. So I I would pull the trigger on that. Um, Fairly big news around around the league. Tee it up for me, Tommy. As a Le'Veon owner, do you feel better or worse? I mean, I got to imagine you feel better than what he was in the New York Jet situation. But what is your expectation from Le'Veon Bell when he finally gets on the field and for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, I'm – I'm definitely going to bench him this first week. He's going to stay on the bench, um, see how it all plays out. Uh, you know, kind of listening just to some other uh, sports analysts talk. They, they feel like he's going to be short yardage, goal line type of guy just because Edward Hilaire has kind of stru- struggled at that. So nope. um, I think he'll be used there. So I think that's good there. And everyone knows Le'Veon Bell can catch the ball. Um, so if it is a PPR league, which I don't know, I, I do think he's got a lot of upside. If he can get, grab a few, uh, catches and get in for a tutty or two on, uh, you know, those goal line situations, I think it's, uh, 
it's going to be tough to know who to start. I think it's going to kind of go back and forth week to week on who's going to have the better week. But Yeah, I agree with you. I would definitely hold the phone at least for this week. I know I Andy Reid had commented he wasn't even 100% sure if Le'Veon, he was going to roll him out there yet this week, see what he knows of the playbooks. Regardless, gets the playbook down enough that he's out on the field. Can't imagine he's out there enough, but I guess I'll bring it back to our league and how I think we should each feel about it. I think you already highlighted it pretty well. Tommy, I think Le'Veon, I think the guy that's going to get the most touches and the most work still, and that came to the City Chiefs backfield is probably going to be CEH. With that said, though, I think the more valuable touches, to your point, Le'Veon being a pass catcher, being able to split out wide, that's a strength paired with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid offense, as well as you also mentioned Clyde struggled in those short yardage and goal line situations. Le'Veon could be taking those from him too. So I'm interested to say if I had to put a barometer, let's say let's let's put a stamp from here on out, who has more fantasy points for the rest of the season? Clyde Edwards Elaire or Le'Veon Bell. Where where are you gonna put your chips? At at the roulette table. We're gonna say black is Clyde Edwards Elaire. Red is Le'Veon. Where are you going to slam those chips down? And we'll we'll we'll, we'll do uh, if he doesn't play this week, we'll give it a one week. So a week from now, on who's going to score more points? Put my uh, put my money on Red. I think uh, <clears throat> here after this week, after uh, he kind of gets the hang of the offense, I do think that uh, Le'Veon Bell will have more points in a PPR. Um, maybe it's just me being hopeful, but uh, I just think his pass catching, touchdown, short yardage. Um, I, I like where uh, Le'Veon's sitting in the high-powered Chiefs offense. Yeah, absolutely. Call it me being hopeful to call it I like to bet on black. I'm going to put my chips on Clyde. Reasoning why he looked damn good against Buffalo. I think he'll continue to get work. I think touchdowns are to come. Um, from watching Chiefs game, I've seen him hit pay dirt. A few times, and there's always dirty laundry, always a yell flag on the field, taking those away. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say both, though, believe it or not. I'm going to say both are going to be viable enough for Clyde being a high-end halfback two, Le'Veon being a low-end halfback two is the way I see it going out. We'll be interested to see both our squads look like that playoffs in the future. What happens that situation? KC is going to have a lot to do with how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, and Pop John, you know, if you're listening, sorry for uh, the confusion. You know, you're kind of getting a little bit of both here, but uh, you probably don't want to listen to your son. I'm just going to tell you that. Yeah, you know, I uh, it's probably not wrong there. Probably not wrong on that advice there. With that, we'll close up the mailbag section for the night. Let's go ahead and hop in to the rewind. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes on the rewind. I forgot to mention something here. So the mailbag, there's a cool new feature that's been released. Anchor FM, you guys know I talk to the execs on the regular at Anchor. Talk to the execs at regular on Spotify. We are an ascending podcast. Ratings continue to grow and grow and grow up and to the right. So you want the arrow to go. Cool new feature I can release to you guys. I want to integrate into the mailbag portion of it. And that's actually, I have a link, and I'll, I'll distribute it in our little Facebook feed thing that we got going, Facebook message. And essentially what it allows you guys to do, I know many of you aren't probably too keen on reading and writing. I mean, hell, half the league graduated from Van Meter, so I don't know if they know how to read and write, but, you know, that is what it is. 
um, so you'll be able to record record your questions. Doesn't even have to be questions. Maybe you just maybe you just beat your opponent. You just want to drop it in their head one more time. Let them know what you did to them this last weekend before we jump into the rewind. Or maybe it's a look ahead and you want to know your let your future opponent know what's going to happen. Maybe you just want to write in and just say how much you love what what old Tommy and me brought to you on this week's episode of Duke. Of course, what he brought to you on this episode. I'll make that an option. I'll send you guys out the link. Look forward to the audio I get from you guys. Just know that audio will actually be dropped into the show. But with that, now it is for sure time to get into the meat of tonight's show. Tommy, take it away. Well, the meat of tonight's show, you know, very well could be brought to you by Harv and, you know, his his team. But he didn't want to come. So uh, tonight it is brought to you by... None other than TNT Barbecue. Um, this ain't no RGQ Barbecue. This ain't no All Meats Matter Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the list goes on. It, this is TNT Barbecue, and our meat is dynamite. I'll crack a cold one of that, Tommy. Crack one, too. Oh, yeah, crack a cold one. Cheers. And, uh, you know, we are drinking Bush Light tonight. Yeah, Bush Lattes. I did fail to mention that earlier. Does. You know, it's tasty. Oh, it is better than ever. The meat tonight show, it's going to be the rewind. Look back on next week. We're about to jump back in the past. We'll bring it back to present time and look at what we have ahead for us in the PHFFL. All right, man, how good did that feel to have the meat of tonight's podcast come from TNT and the TNT teammates? All right, here recording a podcast together. You know that really did feel good. I'm actually kind of glad that that other guy didn't show up. Yeah, you know because you know a couple TNT teammates being able just to bring you the meat of tonight's podcast that felt good. Otherwise, I just had to sit here and listen to the other guy ramble about nonsense of what his wife did to help him. That's exactly what I was thinking. If anyone's actually going to give the drop for all me matters, I think Lakin should be the one that deserves to take it. Sure, you know that. She deserves a lot, you know. I, I give her a lot of credit in that, and you know, so we, we don't want to let him have too much credit. No, that is for sure. We gotta make sure he re- remembers why All Meat Matters brought that in. Let's go ahead. We're we're in the rewind. Um, the first match we're gonna get into. So I had uh, highlighted last week in the look ahead, and I, I don't know how my picks hit. To be honest with you guys, let's go back and look at that and see how my picks did from last week. Um, but it was basement dwellers, so I started at the bottom here and I'm working my way up. Uh, so basement dwellers, that's being show me where you ship from Jake Meyer squad versus wham bam, thank you, Cam. And if I remember right, this is a surprising outcome to me. So show me where you ship from. They go ahead and they pull out a W to the tune of 135.8 to 107. 1-5. Again, show me where you ship from. Jake's team, Victorious. Let's go ahead. Let's open this up and unpack what happened here. So, I mean, I, I think maybe we'll start with Wham Bam. My my first key takeaways when I look at this, really, for the most part, across the board, I guess, the team did somewhat solid. No one really blew up for them. Uh, the guy we I had highlighted last week, the only reason he was in there, I know, is because Josh Jacobs was on by. Pretty certain Chris Carson was on by. Yeah. So Alex had to try to throw a little Band-Aid on there, had to try to plug in Devontae Freeman. 
that plugin was only good for the tune of 6.7 points. Not not strong enough to get the job done. I mean, and really, when I go through the rest of the squad, your highest scorer after that was only at a 20 points with Cam Newton there. Um, really, really for me, Tom, on this one, what sinks sinks Al's ship here is really other than Freeman, no one really stunk it up, but just no one really brought their A game and got him a lot of points there. Yeah, and you're only getting three points from your kicker. You know, that's not. You know, kickers aren't supposed to get you a lot, but yep. you know, when uh, when Jake's getting 11 and, you know, you got A.J. Brown putting up 22, you know, and you're, you're just didn't get a whole lot from anybody. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, let, let's kick it over to uh, Jake's squad here. Show me where you ship from. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's two places I want to highlight. And you're, you're not wrong at all. Even you look at both those special team lines there between the Giants at the D uh, Randy Bullock at kicker. I mean, that was good for 26 points. But if you look through, he also had, I mean, he had four guys then that went north of 20. The two I want to speak to and highlight a little bit is one, the rookie that was holding down his flex, got him in the first round, the most recent rookie draft here. That being DeAndre Swift, he was good for 27.3, um, as well as A.J. Browns. I mean, he's back. He's off injury. He's continued to look good, and he pulled down 22.6. A good, 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 another good play. I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up. He goes ahead and he plugs in Keelan Cole here, wide receiver Jacksonville, and he was rewarded for 20 points. Let's see if I can open up here, see what Keelan Cole did last week. Looks like he had himself a pretty good day all around. Six catches for 143 yards. So, again, that was good for the 20.3. I mean, Tommy, any anything you want to highlight here on – Jake's squad, anyways, and what, what what he rolled out there and was able to rack up 135 points on. Well, you know, I just think he got really lucky. Uh, you know, you look at Detroit Lions running back putting up 27 points. That's not going to happen. You know, so pretty much you suck, Jake. <laughs> wow. Shot, shots are <laughs> fired. We'll see. We'll see if Jake is a loyal listener or not. If he is. I would think you'd be hearing from him. That's for sure. That's so what I'm hoping for. That's for sure. So, all right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have anything else to uh, cap on that. So let's just move it on over and see what the next game is we have on the old list here. Ah, wow. And this is speaking of the guy that isn't here, couldn't make it. So this was a sinners like me versus girlies gone wild showdown. And sinners like me, they continue to find ways to get it done. And this time they find a way and they get it done with a victory over Harv, 144.3 to 135.5. Donnie, let's go ahead. Let's unpack the winner first this time. Let's stay over here on the left. Let's look at sinners like me squad. I mean, there's a couple things that stick out to me right away, but I'll go ahead and turn it over to you get your initial thoughts and reactions on what centers like me did here. Well, you know, uh, it's uh, tough to lose when you have Justin Jefferson putting up almost 40 points. Uh, that's a good win, a good win against, you know, Harp squad's been doing pretty good lately. Uh, I know Taylor's kind of been down on him a little bit, but he keeps, uh, you know, he's got some good quarterbacks getting him some victories and, you know, to pull that win off, that's pretty big. You know, so kudos to you, Dan. Uh, Mike Evans, only two points, 
I know I wish a few more Buccaneers would only got two points last week, but you know it is what it is. It is. It is. It is what it is. It is pretty crazy. Mike Evans has that two points on his line. Um, yeah, I want to focus and talk to Justin Jefferson. I mean, this guy. And I sure you would do probably not fans what you're seeing this being an NFC North rival. Um, is this is, is Justin Jefferson the real deal? I mean, he's position ranked on the year seven right now, averaging 17 points. I think uh, you know you look at his it's, uh, a lot of blow up games to get him that average 17 points. Uh, it actually reminds me of when I had. Uh, um, Falcons, um, Ridley, Ridley, I, I, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. and uh, he would do that to me all the time. Where he'd go off and he wouldn't do anything, go off, he wouldn't do anything. And I traded him away, and then now as he's matured, he's pretty good receiver. Yeah, became more, became more consistent. But yeah, you're right. It's interesting. To look, those 17 points. A lot of that does come from a 39-point week blow-up this week and a 30.5 in week three against Tennessee. All in all, he's a rookie. you got to like what he's been putting on the field and putting on the film and putting forward for centers like me thus far to date there, Dan. Um, if we scoot over to Harv Squad, like you said, Harv Squad has been doing good so far this season. Um, he gets a very, very good performance here out of George Kittle. No surprise again. Good performance out of George Kittle. Um, I'd gladly give you that second round pick back someday, Harv, if you want to ship you back George Kittle. So, I mean, I think that's, that's a fair deal if we can rewind that trade. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he's a guy, he's a guy, you don't think much of him, but he's position ranked nine on the year, 31.4. He's a guy, and I'm starting to change my tune on. You think position ranked five, he's actually already had that buy because they had that COVID situation. Um, he had one crappy week against Minnesota. Other than that, I mean, he's been good. The majority of the season, he was good for the majority of the last season. I've always had this kind of negative image. Maybe it was more because Marks Mariota that Tennessee was nothing more than a handed off to Derrick Henry and Pound the Rock. But it looks like there's enough passing offense there to make Tanhill more than viable. Do you think? I think so too. And, uh, you know, Harp's got, you know, it, for him to have Tannehill on, on his bench, you know, with what happened to Dak and, uh, you know, from just to be able to plug Tannehill in there and put 40 points up, you know, that's it's pretty good. Yeah, that's some solid GM and losing, like I said, arguably fantasy MVP up to the point when he was lost there in Dak Prescott. I mean, that's some good managing the plug and play. I mean, last thing I really want to highlight here in this squad is this Monday night game. So we'll get to this a little bit later in the show, too. So Christian Kirk, I don't remember exactly what the point total was. I mean, Looking at this, trying to do math, Dan, you must add roughly a 30-point lead on Girlies Gone Wild going into that second Monday night game. Probably felt pretty good, pretty strong about your chances when it was just Christian Kirk going in the flex. Right after that 80-yard touchdown catch for Christian Kirk to be his second touchdown catch of the of, of the game, pretty sure that still occurred in the first half. That put him at 22.6 points right away. Uh, I got a text from Dan. He was not too happy, so he, he was sitting there pretty stressed out. Going into Monday night, I thought this game was case closed. Christian Kirk definitely made it a nail-biter. 
unfortunately for you, Harv, he wasn't able to find the ball, I don't think, again after that 80-yard touchdown catch. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's open up his stats. Let's let's scroll down here and take a look. All right, let's see here if you go. We, we, we've got we've got a little technical difficulties here. Let's see here. We've got right here. Now we're on the right screen. Yeah, just the two catches for 86 yards. So add the one. Uh, what, what do you think? I do got to bring up the topic. Those little uh, those little pitch forward that count as passes instead of rushing touchdowns. They kind of run the jet sweep motion and instead of going behind the quarterback, they pitch it. Then also it's a catch and a passing touchdown and a receiving touchdowns. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on Christian Kirk almost bringing Hart back? Um, I mean, I guess I don't know what to think about him, but you know, it's uh, you know, as a yeah, I don't got much on it, I guess. Yep, that's that's just fine. So that's what it is. Both squads now are three and three. Centers like me gets the W or over girl he's gone wild. All right, let's scoot right along to the next matchup. I get long win on these rewinds. I'll try to get the speed picked up here a little bit. But, you know, it's been a while since we've heard from our other guest co-host here. Do coach your kid over here and break some of this down for us. Seriously, got my whistle. Oh, geez. If you're going to wet your whistle, I better wet my whistle. Yeah, my he's wet too. Much better, much better. Thank you for the friendly reminder, Duke. Much more wet. Yeah, much more wet. That's the way – the whistle should be, let's come in. You know what? I brought you in here for a specific reason. We're going to start with Jerry's Kids. So first of all, I should highlight the matchup. It was a 30-fan super punters versus Jerry's Kids. Both teams now sitting at 3-3 three and three on the season. This ended up being a dirty van super punters route, 129.9 to Jerry's Kids. Disappointing, 93.1. And I tell you what, Chadillac, it is a good thing you did not heed to the vice of the show last week when I gave you the advice to roll bench Lamar. I think, quote, unquote, I said I was going to take dirty van super punters covering the spread if you put in Lamar Jackson, well, you still put in Lamar Jackson. He was good for 32 points. Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately and surprisingly, only good for 5.4. Duke, what do you think of this quarterback situation Chad's got here with Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers? I think he should maybe um, put in Lamar Jackson for his quarterback. And then if Lamar Jackson starts doing bad, just Rogers. You know, that's not bad advice. I would say, in general, Lamar Jackson, he's got himself a nice high floor because of the way he can rush for your Green Bay Packers. Choose one, real life NFL. You gonna you gonna stay and roll with your boy Rogers, or are you gonna plug and play Lamar Jackson? What would you do? Your GM of the Packers, trades on the line, what are you gonna do? I would probably please do Lamar Jackson. Wow. All right. Lamar Jackson. Hey, I mean, that's fine. He was, what, MVP last year? Yeah, he's looking at me like, Dad, what do you think? <laughs> Is it okay that I say Lamar Jackson? Well, Lamar Jackson's young. He can run. It's all right. I mean, that, you know, it's not a bad call. I think maybe he's been wetting his whistle a little bit too much tonight. Could be. Yeah, I think he's had a couple too many. <laughs> Uh, very well could be. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, he rolled another Packer out here. So Chad was kind of in a rock and a hard spot with his halfbacks. Um, 
this previous week. I mean, he had to end up rolling Jamal Williams. Unfortunately, the backup, obviously, there to Aaron Jones, although it's looked good this year, only got 3.4 points. Do you think you expect more out of Williams ahead in the spots that someone that Chad can wimp along and throw out there, you think? I mean, I really don't expect that much out of uh, uh, Jamal Williams, fantasy-wise. Uh, you know, it just kind of seems like Aaron Jones gets those uh, big carries in crucial situations and touchdowns, stuff like that. But, um, you know, you got to credit the Bucks defense, you know, you couldn't get a whole lot going on anything last week. So tough to put them in there against them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we continue to go through Justin Tucker on the kicker line to Justin Tucker things, got you 16 points. Um, not to rub salt in the wound, Chad Lex, I know you are a Cowboys, a proud Cowboys fan. Um, Zeke Elliott had a very, very unusual Zeke Elliott night with those two fumbles. Ended up only being good for 12 points. I think, to no surprise to anyone, there's going to be much, much better days ahead for, for Zeke Elliott. Thoughts? Yeah, Zeke don't play like that. That was uh, that was un-Zeke-like. So, you know. Agreed. Um, we'll kick it over to Dirty Van Super Punters here quick. Josh Allen goes ahead. He has another back-to-back. Low scoring week, I guess I'll say. So he was only good to be able to put up 20 points this week, 22 last week. Obviously still good and serviceable, 20 points. I mean, I, I still think you roll Josh Allen out there in confidence uh, this week with the rain. Just kind of tough environment to roll in. Um, Ronald Jones, he was good. He got in the end zone, hit pay dirt a couple times for 26. Calvin Ridley kept doing Calvin Ridley things. Tommy, thoughts on what got Dirty Van Super Punters the dub? You know, it's you, you got to give Ronald Jones some credit. Um, and then I was just talking about Calvin Ridley earlier. I kind of wanted to pull pull this up. Um, you know, just how uh, well he did have. You know, playing against the Packers that is tough. Zero points there, but you know, other than that, um, Calvin Ridley. You know, he's just solid now, and you know, so he, it's a good start there. And. Yeah, and that uh, that 18.9 this week was with Julio back, doing big Julio things. I mean, I think we'll wrap a bow on this one. Nice job there, Nick. Victory Lane, Chadillac, better luck next week. Let's move right on to this next matchup. And I'm just going to pause, Tom. I'm going to let you tell the league what this matchup was, and let, we'll see how you tackle the team name. Well, we got ourselves uh, Nasty Nate's Greats um, against um, – so I'm supposed to – I don't really know what that word was that he wanted. Oh, alliteration. Alliteration. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but we're going to try it. It's uh, Hungry, Horny, and He, He, Hungry. Oh, wow, that's how I would do it, Quinn. You just gonna have to let us know what you uh, what you think. Oh uh, yeah, Quinn. I know. Uh, I know you're a loyal listener. We now have the ability to send in voice drops. One, I'd like feedback on how Quinn and not Quinn, excuse me, how Tommy just delivered the team name there, and uh, maybe we want to hear how how we're supposed to be saying it on this show. So you know, I. Uh, I always liked how Taylor did the he he Henry, so that's I kind of kept it the same there. 
Uh, Add a little more on the horny. Yeah, I, I feel like that needs added. So yeah, that, that that's fair. Hungry horny story of my life. Let's go ahead unpack what happens here. Big big win for Quinn here, moving his team to four and two. Let's start with the winner. Um, the two things I'll highlight, maybe three. We'll start with one. Chase Claypool. He came off the huge week last week. Did not. I mean, obviously, you did not expect another forty-point blow up. Came back. Did did strong for a rookie out of your flex with eighteen point one points. Then we were able to finally see the Derrick Henry you've kind of been waiting to see getting forty point four points. I feel like every year for the past two years, that's kind of how Derrick Henry's been. I mean, he's a little slow, obviously more than serviceable yet. But then it seems like somewhere about midway in the season, there's just this big blow-up game. And next thing you know, sniffing 200 yards of pop seems to become the norm for him. And any thoughts on Derrick Henry? I mean, other than Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, he's going to be yeah, good. He's, he's a beast, you know, just feed him the ball. And it's kind of crazy how, uh, you know, you'd you think that, that a team would be running the ball for Derrick Henry to put up 40 points. but. Um, and he'll still able to put up 40 as a quarterback, too. I agree. I mean, I guess the Titans are probably undefeated for a reason, I guess. So, um, yeah, and uh, I guess the guy that was on the losing end of that comeback from the Titans and Deshaun Watson, he does his best Deshaun Watson for you, I'd imagine, thus far this year with 43.35. Bill O'Brien's gone. Things have been looking good for you. We'll scoot over to Nasty Nate's greats here. Um, Kirk Cousins against – I was excited for this matchup against Atlanta. It didn't really go the way I thought it would. I thought Atlanta would jump out – or, excuse me, Vikings would jump out on them early, uh, and Kirk Cousins' arm would be the reason because of that. Roles were kind of reversed, so Atlanta dominated this game. Most of Kirk Cousins' points he scored here were meaningless in actual football. Not meaningless to you, Nate, getting you 33.15. Other than that, I mean, I've been waiting and I've been waiting for those halfbacks to finally hit with Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery. Tommy, am I too high on these guys? Is the hit? I mean, David Montgomery, I kind of think, is who David Montgomery is. I think he's just going to kind of be a middle-of-the-road halfback. Jonathan Taylor's been the one I've really been waiting for a blow-up on. Is it coming um, I, you know, I think I agree. I think David Montgomery is going to be, you know, a starting back, but is he really going to be putting up big numbers all the time? I don't really see that. I just think he's, uh, you know, a good starting running back. You don't feel bad putting him in there. Agreed. Almost a guy, I think it's his volume that makes him who he is. You know, he gets the ball a lot, gets it in situations that helps. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah, Taylor, he's just, uh, he hasn't got. I do think that he could do better. I don't know if they're, you know, get get their offense. Uh, I don't know, get Philip Rivers out of there if that could help anything. Yeah. Just the the whole offense as a whole. But and the guy by no means has sunk in the ship. Only one week has he been under double digits there against a tough Chicago Bears defense. More than serviceable. I'm just waiting. Hasn't broken twenty yet. Position rank fifteen on the year. I'm just kind of waiting for him to take the next step up and be a stud won't be this next week because he's on by maybe he can get to doing that kind of stuff week eight against Detroit Lions there for you Nate 
we will move right on to the next one. So this was a big, big matchup. Um, I don't remember what we highlighted this. Maybe it was Sunday, Monday night football. We had the defending champ in the OBJ lion. Yeah, dig, dig, dig into the Iowa briefcase. Yep, Iowa briefcase. Dig in. That is a solid cracking noise. He's a natural. Better wet the whistle myself. So we have OBJ one, the defending champion. Now this is the one I'd said we'd get back that Monday night game on because a lot of wild stuff happened with that Monday night game. So let Russ Cook, Mount Daddy, with the new team name. Russ not able to be in the lineup cooking because he's on by. He scores low-scoring matchup here. So not what I expected out of these two squads. But a win's a win, 115.8 to 111.95. And this is what I'll go straight to. And this has to burn a little bit. So anyone that watched Monday Night Football, I'm sure a lot of people didn't, but, you know, that second wave of Monday Night Football that watched it down to the fruition of the game, they saw Amari Cooper catch a touchdown in the waning minutes, moments of that game. Um, I don't know how many PI flags were called in that end zone. I think they had like freaking eight shots at it from the one yard line, and they were just bound and determined it was going to be an Andy Dalton pass. No concept, turn around and hand it off. Well, that touchdown strike at the end of the game to Amari Cooper, slot time or not, that is all it took to let Russ Cook go ahead and beat the OBJYN. I'm sure that one stung a little bit. For Malcolm, you know, I got a text from him. I'm pretty sure he, he said he had called it quits at halftime, went, went, went to bed so you could get up the next day and, you know, be on with the day. Wakes up. I imagine it's about like a kid on Christmas morning when he woke up, opened up the old ESPN app to figure out Hell's Bells. I went ahead and got myself the W. Tommy, what, what, what do you think of a moment like that? You no, know, that's uh... – those are the good moments, you know. There's a lot of moments where you sit there and you watch the game, and it, what what doesn't what you hope doesn't happen, you know, or what you hope ha- what you want to happen doesn't happen. Yeah, you know. So just going to bed and waking up, looking at the phone that's that's a good way to good way to be, Malk. Yeah. Flip side of that, if uh, did not hear from Ben, Ben went to bed early and woke up. Uh, I'm sure he was a little frustrated on that. So just, just interesting, wild thing that happened on Monday night. Other than that, the only thing I'll highlight, uh, Julio Jones. Julio Jones is back, did Julio Jones things. 33.7 points. Far and away, your boy, your leading scorer on the week, really had the engine humming. If we flip over to the OBJYN, Will Fuller, I mean, he continues, he continues to impress. I'm going to open it up here. Take a look at Will Fuller's stat line. So he was good for 623 and a touchdown. I mean, if I'm if my eyes are not mistaken, it looks like we've had a touchdown out of Will Fuller for four straight weeks now. Yes, that is right. You know, you can't can't complain with that. No, can't complain with that. North of 15 for four straight weeks in a row. Deshaun Deshaun not waxing. We're not waxing anything. Deshaun Watson. He's been finding them going to him early and often. Uh, any, any other, any other thoughts, I guess, here that we can give Ben rough breaks for him that he may or may not have had. Uh, as far as a rough break, you got to look at that Titans defense, bringing you yeah. back points always sucks, you know, for like, we already talked about the offense and, and the fact that they're undefeated, but you know, it just sucks. That they got to give up 36 points and 
take you backwards two points. That's a uh, great eye there, Tommy. Again, when we're looking at the line that finished here with Malcolm winning by four, when you have a 10-point swing on that defensive line, that's because you went to negative two. That is a tough pill to swallow, is what it is. Better days ahead for the OBJYN, Lut Russ Cook, Victory Lane, running to 4.2. And that will pivot us over to the last matchup we, and very fitting, he would have thought we almost planned this with the coming off a of Bucks Packs game. And then also you and I throwing it down both at four and one in this one. And my God, was this a shootout run for the money? Um, I'll pause. I'll pump the brakes. I'll go ahead. I'll let you give a breakdown. I'm talking, of course, none other than the boys of all versus the Tomcats. I'll let Tommy break it down, give his analysis first. Then I'll sprinkle on a little something. something. Uh, well, you know, first of all, it was a tough week against you, Taylor. Um, you know, not only did the uh, Bucks beat the pack, but, you know, then I had to play in fantasy football. Um, you know, to be honest, I – Thought it was going to be – I thought it was all all you. I mean, well, Sunday we were sitting together having a couple beers, and it was kind of close. And then, you know, Monday night you had Kyler going. You had DeAndre Hopkins, and you had uh, Travis Kelsey and Edward Solaire, and they both put up 20. And uh, it was kind of – I thought it was out of touch. Well, then uh, old Canyon Drake, he uh, made it interesting there with that 69-yard rip towards the end of the game. And I looked at the score, and I was like, shoot, I'm only down by, you know, what was it? Down, down by eight or seven. seven points. And I'm like, oh, I got CeeDee Lamb going. Maybe the maybe they'll throw it. Just a couple catches. CeeDee Lamb will get me the victory. Well, the Cowboys had to suck so bad that they're down by 28 points, and they just kneeled it out. So... So I had, uh, you know, it, it was what it was, but it uh, ended up being a good game. You know, I, uh, you know, was uh, my team finally, you know, I'm four and two, but actually put up some points for once. So that, that makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, well, the way you highlight it's pretty close to the way I saw things myself. So, you know, I guess I'll start. My team, Outside of my, my Chiefs players, they, they came through with 20s, 20s. I mean, really where – and this isn't going to happen often. We talked about it sucked for Ben, having that swing of points on the defensive line. Not very often are your defense and your kicker going to combine for 41 points. Uh, Wong Ho Koo, kicker for the Falcons. He's permanently on my squad now. I, dro <laughs> I dropped a little lot. Old Koo can kick the ball for me, I guess. He went ahead, got me 20 points. My Bucks D got 21 points. Um, not what you're expecting to have happen, but yeah, funny, funny you say that. So I mean, I highlighted in the last one, all of those passes in that last drive where the Cowboys were still determined on, like, hey, we're gonna try to score points. They were throwing it. They were throwing it. And at that time, I didn't really give a shit. CD Lamb would have caught it or not. Cooper, thankfully, looking back on it, catches it. I was sitting there not really paying attention, watching the Cardinals salt the game away. Next thing you know, Kenyon Drake rips off that 69-yard touchdown run you were talking to. And I kind of had a holy shit moment. I was like, how close was our game? And pull out my phone, look right away. And, yeah, I had the same thoughts. My first thought was, man, I am very happy. That touchdown went to Cooper instead of C.D. Lamb. 
Um, and then, yeah, when they came out, they started kneeling. I was obviously equally as happy with that. But overall, a crazy, crazy Monday night game that ended up impacting or at least putting nerves on three, three of the other people in the league. Tommy, it was a good duel. I think there's a good chance this duel could happen again later in the year. I think that wraps it up for the rewind. Let's get anything else. No, you know, it's, uh, that's what we've been saying about our uh, NFL teams, too. You know, maybe they'll be meeting later in the year. Maybe we will, too. Uh, only be fitting. Only be fitting. So I had to lose Taylor twice in one week. So yeah. and then I had to sit and do a now, podcast. Now he has to sit and do a podcast and, oh, there's a watch me cheese this whole time. So we'll get ahead and jump in to the next week matchups. There we go. It's NFL Week 7, says Tommy. It's the Powerhouse Fans Football League Week 7. Push is really starting to come to shove. Once again, the Race 3 podcast will not be sub one hour on this episode. What that does mean, it's it's a school night, isn't it, Duke? School night for you. Mm -hmm. We got to hammer down, don't we? Throttle down, foot on the gas, not let up. Got to let her through quick. Got to let her through quick. You heard the man. That is what Tommy and I are going to do. So, Tommy, no more time wasted on my end. I'm already wasting time. Let's hop into it. I will preface for the league. Some of the spreads aren't going to be available. So, we uh, obviously, with me being on the road, we're recording a little bit later than we typically would. Thursday night football is actively underway. It's, it's almost halftime. Um, so, we might have the spreads. I'll try to calculate this in the head. First game we're looking at, though, is the 1-5, wham, bam, thank you, Cam, going up against Sinners Like Me. Sinners Like Me right now is projected as a dog, 121.2 to 126.9. Uh, wham, bam, thank you, Cam, actually actively has nine points, thanks to an interception from the Eagles defense thus far tonight. With, didn't even know they had this when you looked on the thing, they have a win probability of 53%, so... I mean, I don't even know if we need to get in, unpack, break this down. I guess we can look at the rosters. Tommy, let's go ahead and pick against the spread. So, again, Alex is a five-point favorite we're going to put it at. Um, so let's go ahead, pick against the spread. And if you worked for the Powerhouse Tennis Ball League Network and you had to slot this game in Sunday at noon, Sunday at 3, Thursday night football, Sunday night, Monday night, whatever it is, where would you peg this game and who are you going to pick? Maybe just a, a simple why. I'll, um, I would go ahead. I'd probably slot, slot this at a Sunday nooner. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, sinners like me. You know, I know that the um, spread is five, five points. Five points. I think sinners like me. They, they're going to they're going to take it. Um, wham, bam, thank you, Cam. He, he don't win much, so. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and sinners like me's got it. He's going to win by, I'm going to say, five points. Wow. I love it. And you know what? I'm not going to disagree with any of these takes. I'm also going to slot him Sunday at noon with the one and five team there, Wayne Pam, thank you, Cam, and the 500 team. Doesn't really make it an exciting matchup for the viewers. Sinners like me, I'll also take outright, not just covering, I'll take them outright winning like Justin Herbert against Jacksonville. I like Stefan Diggs against the Jets. I think Mike Evans with loss against the Raiders. I think he gets it going down from what is two points he put up last week. I think good things are to roll there. I think Josh Jacobs got him to sound like Buccaneers Homer, but if he doesn't have his offensive line, like it sounds like he might not, going against a tough front seven in Tampa, 
I don't think he has great sledding. I agree with you there, Tommy. Let's go ahead and get on to the next matchup. What is the next matchup? Looks like we've got a little Dirty Van Super Punters versus Girly Gone Wild action. Dirty Van Super Punters currently projected to be a 12-point favorite. This is a battle of two, three, and three teams. So this is a big game. There's a big difference between being four and three, being three and four. Um, go ahead, unpack. What, what, what were you slotting this game, I guess, to start with? Um, a couple three and three teams. I'm going to, you know, there's a lot of noon games. Um, you know, one thing is uh, Harv's still got to get that defense in there. That is going to change our – Good, uh, good eye. Let's give eight points to the defense. Yeah, let's bring her up to a four-point uh, Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a tight matchup, four-point um, spread. You know, I uh, – That's it's tough. You know, looking at, you know, do you really bet against like someone like George Kittle or Ryan Tannehill? Um, DK Metcalf, you know, yeah, I like a lot of those guys on Harp's team, but at the same time, uh, some of those matchups, Ryan Tannehill's going against Pittsburgh, George Kittle was going against New England. You know, they, they say that uh, Coach Belichick knows how to stop people. You know, he's playing against tight ends, he knows tight ends. Uh, takes away his best best offensive weapon typically, and that would be George Kittle, no doubt. There. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick uh, Dirty Band Super Punters to win. Um, I do not think they're going to cover the four point spread. I think it's going to be a close one. Wow. All right. So you're gonna you're gonna pick Girlie's Gone Wild. You're gonna pick the underdog to cover. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I do. Harfraj thinks they just hate on his team because I don't know how often I pick it. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to roll the Dirty Van Super Punch win this outright. More or less simply because I had to take at the start of the year. I thought Girls Gone Wild would finish closer to bottom. I thought Dirty Van Super Punch was going to be championship contender. It's got to be four and three to get himself on the way to championship contention. If I'm going to slot this. In a time wave, two, three, and three teams, close spread. I don't feel like Thursday night games are often that great, but I'm going to go ahead and say this game is Thursday night football. That's what I think. We will move right along to Tommy. I like the way you say it better, so I'll turn it over to you. Oh, we got Jerry's kids versus Hungry, Horny, and he, he. Henry, <laughs> there you have it, folks. Hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry at four and two. Mister Pels himself going against Chadillax, Jerry's kids at three and three. Um, another looks like pretty pretty tight one. We got players in flux on this. Tom had a good eye on this one. Let's check the matchups here before I give a spread. Looks like they're full. So we're gonna go ahead and say at this point in time. We have Hungry, Horny, and He He Henry as a nine-point favorite. I'm going to scroll through here and, you know, regress to the mean Conlon. I like a good bounce-back story. I think Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like in the press conferences this week, he sounded like he's pretty motivated. I think he bounces back in a big way. I think Zeke Elliott bounces back in a big way. Um uh, other things on this roster I'm not as excited about. Knox, how about Julian Edelman? Cole Beasley against the Jets, I can roll that. I'm going to go I'm gonna go out there. 
I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna go ahead and say Chadlack as the what? What did we have on the line on this again, Tommy? We had Dirty Van Super Punters as a nine point. Nine point yep. I, I'm not gonna give who I think the outright winner is, but I think Jerry's Kids covers the nine point spread. Um, yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, the only, you know, I'm just okay, just just looking at. Chadillac's team here, and I guess I'm not sure on another back, but yeah, as a Packers fan, I just I just hate seeing him start Jamal Williams. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I hope the best for you, Chad, but um, you know it uh, seems a tough start there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm not. I I think I think it'll be a close game. So who put 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 chips down? Hungry Horny, he, he, Henry, or Jerry's kids, nine points. Got a nine point favorite. Going favorite to go on the dog. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with uh, Hungry Horny and he, he, Henry. There, there you have it, Quinny. He's going your way, Chadillac. I'm going yours. I'm putting it at Sunday at noon. What, what time? What time are you gonna slot it? Yeah, I think you gotta stick with Sunday at noon here. Uh, yeah, well, you know, four and two, but. Yeah, Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon. I agree. Moving on to the defending champ, the OBJOIN, versus one of the most active owners in the league. Unfortunately, the record has not reflected it so far this season. We have the OBJYN at a surprising three and three. Surprising to me, anyways, at three and three. And Nash Nate's great at one. And five, looking through the spread again, we'll take a quick scan, make sure we don't need to adjust line. We're going to say this is, get out the calculator, get out the calculator. This is a 25-point spread. The OBJYN is a 25-point favorite. Um, spoiler alert, Nash Great did plug in that pickup in Boston Scott has 6.9 points thus far through the second half on the field right now. Might get you some more points here. We got 22 seconds left in the first half. Looks like that's been a good plug and play for you to fill that Jonathan Taylor by. Uh, I'm scanning through here to see what take I can give Patrick Holmes against Denver. Uh, I guess this oh, – man, I think – all said and done, usually I don't pick these big, big spreads. I think the OBJYN is due for a blow-up. I think uh, Mike Davis against New Orleans, I think he's going to give you another good week before C-Mac gets back. Jones against Houston, I think, will be good. Waller against my Bucks, I think, will be good. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put my chips on the heavy favorite here, I'm going to say the OBJYN covers that large spread. Tommy, thoughts? You know, I was looking at it, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Um, I, You know, another person I, I think is going to have a big game is Keenan Allen. Um, but um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Nate, though, I guess. You know, I, you know, just looking at Ben's team, it is tough to think that he's 3-3, three and three, but uh, – um, you know, I, I, I do like, uh, you know, J Jameson Crowder, Cooper Cup. Some of those guys can get can get uh, Nate some points, and uh, I think he's going to be within 25 points. All right. I'm going to slot it another Sunday at noon for me. 
I'm going to give it Sunday at 3.30 just because I haven't given anything else. I love it. Sunday at 3.30. Moving on. I'll, I'll, I'll shut my mouth after I give the introduction. I know where I'm slotting this one. We have the 4-2, Let Russ Cook, versus the 4-2, the Tomcats. One squeaking out a victory this past week. One with a narrow miss. We've got a 10-point favorite right now, assuming rosters are full. A 10-point favorite right now. Tommy, you're the 10-point favorite. Go ahead. I'm sure you've been eyeing this matchup all week long. What's going to happen? Give it to us. Give us your advice. Give us the breakdown. Well, I'm going to give this uh, – I mean, I'm just going to start off by saying I think it's going to be a Sunday night game, Mouth Daddy. Um, you know, I uh, – I personally struggle on my quarterback position. Um, was debating on putting in Derek Carr, but after what the Bucks did to Aaron Rodgers last week, I went with Wentz. He's already got an interception, but he's got a rush touchdown for 13 points right now at half. Um, 171 yards already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, I think I'm going to uh, beat you, Malcolm. I think I'm going to beat you good. I am going to uh, cover that 10-point spread. I'm going to probably beat you back 30 points. Wow. <laughs> All right. There you have it, folks. Beat Mount Day by 30 points. I'll see and see if I can't bring an unbiased lens analysis of this one. Um, going through Tom, I do like the squad, especially if Kenyon Drake gets things going like he did last week, Granite. A lot of that was on that one touchdown run. But if he gets things going, I mean, I think that's really what your team's been waiting for is that halfback to get fired up. James Conner, if I'm not misspoken, has been pretty consistent for the most part this season. Can't have many complaints there. Um, Devontae Adams, second game back off injury. I've already said I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a blow up. I think Devontae Adams will be a benefactor of that. Rest squad, solid, looks set. Let's kick it over to Lusk Cook for me. Uh, Russell Wilson now in that Sunday night time slot against Arizona. Thank you, Tommy. Just passing me a bush latte. That's a good co-host. Cracks and cold ones here as we wrap this show up. That's I love it. He knows where the mic is, folks. He's gonna make sure you get a good cracking sound. Um, yeah, this is what I'll say. What's his lips, Duke? You got something to wet your whistle with? Where's that? Where's that purple stuff? He's got the purple drink here, folks. Quick analysis. How's it? Wet the old whistle. How's it taste? Wet the old whistle. Wet the old whistle. That's what the boys do, isn't it, Duke? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I just got to give my score on this. Agree. This is 110% Sunday night football. Um, man, uh, Tommy, I'm sitting here. I'm co-hosting with you. I'm not going to throw water on your parade. You're going to cover that 10 points. And take the dub. Love to hear it. How do you? What do you think, Malcolm? Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, let's hear what you think on it, Malk Daddy. We'll wrap it up as always. Um, it's important for me to try to keep my mouth shut when my team's up. Again, we'll get anarchy. People will will will, will rage if I speak too much on the boys' fall. Because Lord knows I could speak on them for a while. Um, so I'll just say this: boys' of fall at five and one versus. Coming off the W, show me where you ship from. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Jake. I would not mind 
to see the shitter of your logo. That's for sure. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Um, Tommy, I'll pause it. I'll pump it. So I'm sitting there as a 32-point favorite. Looks like Jake has Michael Thomas back. I'll pause. I'll let you break it down and give it to the league. Yeah, so like you said, he's a 32-point favorite. Um, you know, as we've all uh, all done, as we've all just glanced over at Taylor's team on our phones every now and then and just look at it and just kind of shake our heads and say, why? Why is the commissioner as good as he is? And uh, so, you know, um, you know, you, it's like, watching last week as he got Travis Kelsey, you know, just everyone. And uh, uh, so I, I wish you the best of luck, Jake. Um, but I'm going to go – I'm actually – I am going to pick you, Jake. I'm going to pick you to um, to at least be within 32 points. I think I think Taylor's going to beat you by 28 points. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like it, and that is fair. I also think – show me where you shit from. No spreads get too big. I think it gets a lot outrageous. I'll say I think this is the week, and I just go to my other team, the Bucks. <laughs> Tom Brady really fires out against the Raiders there in Las Vegas. I think Justin Jackson is a solid, solid, solid play there against Jacksonville for the Chargers this week. A.J. Brown, I think he's going to continue to do good things. Michael Thomas. Um I don't know if he'll have him back or not this week. So originally it was all systems go. It sounds like maybe he tweaked the hammy now. I personally hope he can't go for you this week. If he goes, you're for sure going to keep that spread cover. I think I know Tommy threw some cold water on it uh, with DeAndre Swift. I do like that Atlanta Falcons matchup. They're consistently just a defense that's just hemorrhaging yards and points. I'm going to go ahead. Get Show me where you shit from. This game's nothing special to me. I'm slapping it in at a Sunday at noon. Tommy, where are you going to schedule it? Um, Yeah, we're going to have to go Sunday at noon. Just, uh, you know, blow out. You know, people don't want to nope. see it. So that's, I hope <laughs> you are right, Tommy. I hope you're right. Well, Tommy, we made it through the gauntlet. We made it through your first ever appearance on the Race 3 podcast. Duke, your ever first appearance on the Race 3 podcast. How are you guys feeling after what feels like essentially a marathon? Many, many a whistle's wet, many a cold one's cracked. Yeah, there's a lot drank. Um, first of all, I want to apologize to Jake. Jake, I was mean to you a couple times, and so I hope you listen to this, and I love you. Uh yeah. Uh, he uh, he was a he was a trooper here, you know. When you didn't hear him talking, he was playing Mario Kart or uh, spinning around in a chair. So he had a good time. <laughs> yeah. What 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 do you think, Duke? Any any kind of what do you think podcasts? What did you tell me earlier about podcasts? Listening to podcasts, recording podcasts. Mm. A little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Not, not your cup of tea. You don't think you're going to be tuning in the Race Through podcast? You think you can take this? Where, where, where do we go? Meese, Taft, St. Mary's? Where are we at again? Taft. Taft. Do you think we can break in to the demographic at Taft Elementary and get some more listeners? Probably not a good idea. This isn't a kid's show. We already highlighted that earlier. <laughs> don't tell your friends about this. We'll just keep scooting right along. Um, as is tradition here, Tommy, this is going to be a little different. 
because the game's already going. So I'm going to open up the in-game spread. We give our betting advice that absolutely no one can leverage and use. Why do I continue to do this week after week? I don't really know, but it is what we do. It's tradition. Tradition is tradition. Tradition is tradition. So we're going to do it. And I'm going to tell you this. Not a lot has changed on this since the opening line, um, or at least so the lines I saw. So right now we have a 10-7 game at halftime. We are at halftime. Terry Bradshaw, he's looking a mile wide on this TV screen. <laughs> he's, he's up giving an analysis. Old Terry. Old Terry he Perry does look to, pretty chunky right yeah. now. I don't know if it's this TV or what. Me neither. I think he needs to hit an elliptical. I don't know. Well, and we need to get rid of the cartoon characters like we, we talked about earlier. Yeah, we uh, give that. I want that in the voice feedback. The old Fox uh, Fox Sports broadcast, the old cartoon characters they put up there. Players, they got Derek Carr, Tom Brady one up there. Talking about how they broke my heart and stripped my game off Sunday night football and stuck it at that 3 o'clock time wave. But that's fine. That's fine. I don't have to wait as long. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, are they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now in-game. An over-under of 38-and-a-half with 17 total right now. Um, Tommy, do you want to give your take first or you want me to give mine? For what it's worth, I can give you – the game started, the line started as Giants as a four-and-a-half-point dog. So, I mean, the line's adjusted by one. The original over-under was at 45. So, I mean, we've gone down a tutty, down to 38-and-a-half. The line has stayed roughly the same. We've changed the point. Tommy, where do you think this is going to finish in the second half? Um, yeah, I'm not a big in-game uh, better or – you know, stuff. So why don't you give your take first? Yeah, I'll give my take first. So, and I can't, I, I got to stick with it. So I started with the night. I went with the under 45 and I took the New York Giants covering that four and a half. I think the Eagles are going to win. They're up three by now. I think they win tonight by three, but I'm putting my money on the New York Giants. That over under at 38 and a half, I now think is too low. I would take the Giants cover that three and a half, and I would go the over on that 38 and a half, adjusting back up to closer to the original line of 45. I love it. I love it. Like I said, I'm not big into that. So uh, um, I do. Yeah, I, uh, I think I agree with you. Though, right. Looking at this, yeah. All right. I love it. Duke, we'll put it as simple as. Who is going to win? The Eagles are up at halftime by three. Who's going to win this game tonight? I don't right now. I'm going for the Giants. You're cheering for the Giants at a boy. Knuckles on the I believe maybe seeing it right now since the Eagles are winning, they're going to win. Right, that is astute analysis. <laughs> this is why we pay you the big bucks. We'll definitely have you back on the show, Tommy. We'll definitely have you back on the show, Duke. Um, any final parting words from anybody before we cheers the league and get out of here? Uh, I just got to say, I miss all you guys. Um, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, can't wait for next year's draft. Uh, Duke. You're going to come next year's draft and give all these guys some shit again? See if Mouth Daddy can't tackle you again. Yeah. Yep. There you have it, folks. Let's cheers to the league. Let's cheers to each other. Another episode of the Race of Three podcast. Cheers, boys.
man in Philly last night. They blow up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them ragged boys can do. There's trouble busting in from out of state. Central 